Lou Bennett, I'm here to talk to you about a method in trading that I'm super fired up about, and you should be too. And I was talking to my coach who came up with it, Mr. Richard Diaz, and we got to chatting about what does an athlete need to know when they go about getting into this new method and, and way of, of training. So we have Richard Diaz here to talk. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself to talk about what it is, why it is, and exactly how to go about doing it. You know, that's interesting you say that because I have a, um, a little scotch tumbler that that's etched on the side of the glass. Somebody had sent that to me as a gift for Christmas. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. <laughs> When it's true, it's true. So, so interestingly enough that the legend being like down towards the bottom of the glass, <laughs> that's when you start to feel, you know, that legendary epicness, right? Yeah. Based on the conversation that we've already kind of introduced here, flow training, I like the word novel. It's a novel approach to training. It's new. It's unique. And it's highly effective. And... It took me a long time, and we've talked about this before, but it took me a really long time to arrive at this place with this training. And once you kind of gather, once you kind of wrap your head around what it is we're trying to get done, you're going to start to really appreciate where this is all leading. But I think it's important that you at least have us introduce to you the concepts and what you're trying to achieve. Because we've got it ingrained. It's been ingrained in our souls to follow script. We feel like we need to have it written for us to follow. And I just don't believe that that's going to work. And I was thinking about all these cool analogies I might use to try to describe what it is I'm thinking. And if you knew me better, you know I'm a pretty big guy. And it's like, if I ask Blue what size shoe he wears... And knowing that I wear a size 13, there's no way that I'm going to stick my foot in his shoe or vice versa and be effective. And all these templates that are written for people to follow, these scripts that people are supposed to follow, they may work for some people, but maybe, maybe not work for the masses. And flow training takes into account the way your body responds to work giving your perception of effort some credibility in the process. Now, I have used science to set the stage for the way training might look from a standpoint of where you are in the energy system. But the idea of segregating work where Monday you're going to be aerobic or Tuesday you're going to do a track work on Wednesday, you're going to do hill training or whatever, and you're hoping that by the end of the week, the month, the training season, that all these bits and pieces that you've organized is going to come out the other end and be what you hope to achieve. Where in flow training, every day you have an opportunity to express yourself in your work. And this was the conundrum for us. And this is why I felt it was important that we set this up as a precursor to the training that would follow. You're not looking to follow a script. If you start that way, you're already moving in the wrong direction. We want to be able to allow the body to have some say over what's going on. We don't want to dictate to you that 
five minutes into your run, you must go hard or you must slow down. What we want to do is introduce you to the concept of flow. Think about it. I stand on a beach and I watch the ocean roll in and roll out. And sometimes more vigorously than others. Sometimes it's relatively sedate and flat. And this is the way life is. This is the way our bodies function. We're circulatory animals. We don't have this linear path that we're, we're hoping to follow. And so we don't want to direct you down this linear path. We want you to start giving trust to the way your body's responding to work. But at the same token, we want to guide you to give you the elements of the training that are necessary for you to be successful. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, my friend. You said express yourself. And I, I can't help but think of Bruce Lee and, and the ultimate expression of life is to truly express yourself. Um, I, I think that if you're talking about training, being a way to express yourself as opposed to have you dictate to me when I'm succeeding or failing, I'm all ears. Keep going. Right. In my book, I talk about the importance of making friends with the energy system. And I also fortify the work I've done with science. Blue knows this. I've had the opportunity to conduct clinical assessments of people's fitness, thousands of athletes over the past 25, 26 years. And what I come away with is how unique each individual is. It's not like this cookie cutter approach where everybody's going to go from slow to fast while they're being tested and all of them are going to end up in the same place and all of them are going to experience the same shifts in their energy systems as they're being tested. So as you run, there's going to be a timeline where you become comfortable with your pace and there's going to be a timeline when you're going to start to become uncomfortable with your pace. And what we're hoping to achieve is adaptation. What we're looking to do is allow the body to progressively improve to meet the demands. And for me to conduct a training program where I suggest to you that on Tuesday, this needs to happen. Well, what happened on Monday? Did Monday set you up for a bad Tuesday? And so what flow does is it gradually allows you to start to realize what your potential is on any given moment. So we're respecting the need to develop aerobic metabolism. This is important. This is where your endurance lives. But your fitness lives on the polar opposite end of that energy spectrum. And if you divorce yourself from that end of things for too long, you're going to sacrifice fitness while you're developing your capacity to have more endurance or vice versa. So flow training is trying to encourage you to incorporate all the necessary elements of your fitness and your training, every workout that you do. And we've made the analogy, um, and it's been discussed a few times, probably beaten to death. But my analogy is this, a function of energy that you consume versus energy you expend. You know that in order for you to have successful metabolism, you're going to need protein, you're going to need fats, you're going to need carbohydrates. But you wouldn't segregate those substrates over the course of the week. You wouldn't think, well, Monday is going to be my carb day, and Tuesday is going to be my fat day, and Wednesday is going to be my protein day, with the hope that at the end of the week, all the nutritional needs that you had were successful. Where your energy expenditure 
is about how you're delving into this energy demand. And if we segregate those components, you're just not going to be as successful. Blue, you might share some of the experiences you've had with the way you've approached your training since we've discussed this, uh, because I think it'd be better firsthand for someone to understand where a traditional styled runner may have had the faith and the shift to go into this more holistic approach to training. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I had, you know, so much experience with traditional methods, um, tried everything under the sun. And I, in the last about probably 10 years, the Canovian methods have been my favorite thing. And really getting heavy into the specific percentages that you need for your goal race and, you know, specificity and uh, aerobic power and all these different things. And it's awesome. When you first told me about this, I was intrigued right away. So I jumped right in, and in the month that I've been doing this, I've had this freedom of approach where it's like I go out and I know I'm going to run, and you know you, you naturally warm up. That's not something that's that's new, right? We warm up and then we're ready for work. But I always visit the skill first. So I start doing you know what some people refer to as strides. You call it motor skill development, but starting with that, and so you're sort of introducing running well before you're running hard. I love. You're all, you're already approaching it in a different way than than traditionally, and then going back into just like an easier moderate or or whatever you want to do. I think the the most important thing for me is like there's no expectations, so it's just kind of like you're just running. And at a certain point, if I see a hill or if I I just have been running kind of moderate for a while, maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's ten minutes, I throw down the hammer. You know, I I, I get to flex a little bit and. And I got to say, before coming into this, I had not been doing speed training and I had nothing specific lined up as far as racing was concerned. Um, maybe a little bit burnout just on the whole process over so many years of marathoning. You know, I've done 66 marathons and it's been a lot of years. So, you know, I was just kind of burnt out. And this has given me a different approach. It is a different approach just to start with, but it's given me a different perspective every time I lace up. And it's funny because I'm getting. People who are noticing this stuff are asking me, like, that seems a little crazy to do speed work every day. And my first thought is, like, it's it's actually the opposite. It's not crazy at all. It's actually, like, it's way less stress on the body. I have so much more energy. And while we visit all of these different ingredients every single day, the percentage of them relative to each other is really the magic. Because, you know, I would say, like, when you're talking about the science that you're bringing into it, that's where the science comes in. It's not like you're haphazardly just doing whatever. I mean, we we're actually thinking about, okay, I could probably handle about 10 to 15% of my total running to be at a harder pace right now, considering what I've been doing in the last five months of my life. And then beyond that, that might change from day to day. I'm really tired. I didn't sleep that well. Like Maybe I won't run that hard at all that run. And having that freedom, it takes off the pressure. Nothing is daunting. I, I can tell you I've, I'm 30 days in and I've had a couple days off and I never step out the door and don't want to just see what I have that day. It's always like this opportunity to be like, oh, okay, let's see what we got today. And the workload capacity is improving. My desire to go a little harder and a little longer and to sort of see what's possible is, is improving. And it's the whole process is refreshing. So let's back up a little bit and talk about the process. You introduced the idea of motor skill development. You introduced the idea of a warm-up. And we've discussed the energy system to some degree. I believe that running like any athletic endeavor 
Or another analogy might be a musician. If I was a guitar player, before I start busting off into some riffs on the guitar, the first thing I want to do is make sure that my guitar is tuned. I want to make sure that it's, it's prepared to produce the music I hope to create. So running is this way. You want to make sure that you're on point with the way you move. You want to make sure that you land effectively. You want to make sure that you develop a nice frequency of cadence. And then all in the course of doing this, you want to allow your body to prepare for the work. And then once you've kind of gone through that, you might find that I need five minutes to prepare. And I'm referring to motor skill development, working on the way you move. Maybe you're becoming more seasoned with the way you move and you're more comfortable with the way you move. You may not need much time developing your motor skills initially, but you need a little bit more warm up. So you're going to allow yourself the levity to tune your instrument, to get prepared for the work. And then you produce the work and you start to make your way down the road or trail or whatever it might be. And generally in the beginning, it's going to be at an easier pace and you're going to be soliciting to your aerobic energy. You're going to be hoping to get after some fat stores. And then when your body starts to get into this rhythm and you're starting to feel better, you may decide, okay, now it's time. I want to produce a little bit more intensity. Nobody wins races aerobically. In order for you to be successful in any kind of racing endeavor where running is concerned, you need to make peace with intensity. And the problem with most runners is they get into this groove and they don't get out of it. They may go out the door and whatever pace they create, it's the only pace they have. They have one gear where I want to be able to allow you to express yourself over a variety of intensities and make friends in all of those circumstances where you're, you're comfortable when you're uncomfortable. And you know when you need to draw back and you know when you need to express yourself or want to express yourself. And so I'm talking about expression, but what I'm really doing is talking about levels of intensity of effort and how much time that you could spend there. And so, for example, in most training paradigms where running is concerned, organizing work over time. So we know that initially we want to develop the, the aerobic pathways because endurance is first. If you're running a marathon, the first thing you need to concern yourself with is can I cover the distance, which means you have to have the aerobic potential to do that. And then the intensity is the next thing you want to concern yourself with. How much more pace can I handle before I need to shut this down? And so fear is a problem. If you're not comfortable pushing or knowing what the outcome will be if you do push, you're fearful of it and you'll avoid it. So flow training is all about visiting all aspects of the energy spectrum. And so the way we try to orchestrate these workouts, rather than talk in terms of miles, we talk in terms of time commitment. I'm going to go out for an hour today. And in that hour, I'm going to cover all the bases. I'm going to try to make sure that in the course of my hour run, 60% of it's dedicated to aerobic conditioning. That doesn't mean that's got to happen first. That might mean that the first 10 minutes is aerobic and then you're interspersing all these different elements of your training and then reining back when necessary and collectively over the course of that hour, you spent 60% of the time aerobic. 
but you're going to try to spend an appreciable amount of time anaerobically under a little bit of stress and a little bit of time spent above that in a little bit more stress. And then just allow yourself to flow in and out of this energy system. And when you come home, the tail of the tape should indicate to you whatever the expression was. And if we have written a script that says, today we want to be 60% aerobic, we want to be 20% anaerobic, and we want to have a 5% skill work, and we want to have 5% where we're going into some pretty intense efforts. It doesn't have to happen sequentially. It has to happen with permission from your body. When you're ready, you take it. Maybe it's not working. If it's not working, don't do it. But you'll start to notice that you'll start to develop a kinship with the way your body's responding to the training. And through that, collectively, every workout is going to start to lend pieces of the puzzle. You're going to start to learn that you have more application than you ever thought you could have. You'll start to notice, as Blue had suggested, recovery is better. Your capacity to produce more intensity is better. Just the ability to do more work without feeling like it's stressful, like it's something that you don't want to have to do today. I guess in short terms, Blue, this is pretty much what we're trying to dictate here, is that we're incorporating science, but we're also incorporating perception. We want you and your body and your mind to be involved in the process rather than feeling like you need to follow this hard-earned script. Oh my God, today he said I got to do 10 miles and he wants me to go hard for 10 miles. Well, maybe that's not in your repertoire. Maybe that's not, not the day for you. And rather than just totally blowing it off because it's not something that's in keeping with your ability, you're more in concert with your body's ability to produce work. Amen. I, I keep going back to something that you said earlier, and it's truly the essence of what this is. It's the difference between guiding and coaching. And coaching is often dictated or it's, it's designed for an athlete to follow. And with guiding, it's more about illuminating a path and saying, this is, this is the path. It's up to you to decide how you walk down the path. The steps are your own. And I think that that's exactly what this is, you know, and I think that's what we're trying to achieve is, is to guide people rather than dictate to them what's best for them. So at the end of the day, when you look at the, the workout for the day, the workout you've chosen to, to do, the journey you, you hope to travel upon, and you see that it suggests to you that today, let's go out for 90 minutes. And in the course of that 90 minutes, you're intending to dedicate the amount of time we suggest would be appropriate to spend in each aspect of the energy system and dedicate the amount of time that we suggest would be beneficial for your skill sets. And plug them in where they, where they feel best. Plug them in when you feel like you're ready to go. I don't want to dictate what, when it's time to run or when it's time to recover. I want to be able to, as Blue suggested, help to guide you into a better path. And that's why we've taken the time to embrace this concept of training is because in months from now, when you get involved in this training, you're going to start to really quickly realize how much more control you have over your efforts, how much more capacity you have to, 
to pull the trigger on whatever's necessary whenever it's needed. And that's the difference. Rather than going into an event and starting out talking to your friends and saying, I hope I can do this, or I hope I can do that. You're going to have a very solid affirmation of what you're capable of. And you'll know that going into it with confidence, your confidence built on the ability to develop a relationship with your body and understanding how to mechanize the energy that's available to you. That is flow training. Richard, what can they expect from week to week, from month to month, as they progress in a cycle or in a, a season, if you will? What does a journey look like? And, and what type of guidance will they get in regards to how much of the work they're going to be seeing? Well, I think what's, what's best is we lead them down a path. And now everybody that takes this journey that we refer to it as, we're not all on the same path. Somebody might want to run a marathon. Somebody might be interested in just being able to do their first 5K. But the application should not be different. It's a function of how much more volume. And obviously, if you're going to run a marathon, there's going to be longer days than there will be if you're going to try to do your first 5K. But the path is not different. It's very much the same. So what I hope we can do is guide them along an application this is what we recommend the day should look like for you. And then go from there. Every day, every training bout is going to be set up with a, a time recommendation and where we need to be in the energy systems when the day is done. Other than that, the rest of it belongs to the provider. In other words, the person doing the work. In other words, freedom of expression. Exactly right. Well, thank you, Richard. I, I first of all, thank you as an athlete to an old coach become new coach again. To experience this is an amazing thing. I'm, I'll, I'll be 42 years old this year, and I have been given a new lease on running. And so thank you for that. But I'm super excited that you can present this to all of the guru community and hopefully the world. So game on. You know, not, not for nothing, and this may not even need to be recorded, but I can tell you that I've been applying this type of work to my athletes that I'm coaching now for a few years now. Before the book was written, I was having people do these workouts, partially because I wanted to see whether I was on the right path. But I can tell you that I have people that are now greatly appreciating the work. And I have people that are doing events that are taking them 24 hours to complete. And the amount of volume that they're able to do, the amount of recovery that they're able to obtain, and the lowering of cost of work has been dramatic. I'm talking about people dropping one to two minutes on average pace without changing cadence and actually at a lower cost of work. They start finding that they're able to run faster at lower expense, where someone may be running at 160 beats per minute for 10 miles and achieving nine minute miles, now running under an eight minute pace at 15 to 20 beats below the cost that was the case before. It's not so much because they were doing more work and just accustomed to more work. Their bodies are just becoming more in game with them. It's been a powerful thing. Again, I'm, I'm glad to offer it. And I, I'm really excited to see that the community gets a chance to experience it. 
Well, all that's left, I guess, is to lace up the shoes and give it a try. Let's do it.